I love when I find a really good resource for advisors. So when I think about, you know, what I ultimately want for the efficient advisor, a big piece of that vision is to be a hub for solid vetted resources that you guys can count on a place where advisors can come to get great ideas to help them grow and leverage their practice and know that it's going to be a high quality product or it's going to be just an amazing resource. And when this resource fits into the idea of working in themes. And if you listen to the efficient advisor, you know what I'm talking about. Yes, please. It's a double whammy. And today's guest, Kelly Oxberger is one of those resources. Kelly is just a total rock star in the insurance world. And what she does is super, super cool. And I can't wait to share it with you because I know it fills a huge gap for some advisors. I cannot tell you how many times I'm working with people And there is just a certain chunk of financial planning that they just don't do. And not because they don't think it's important, but because they just don't have the time to be an expert on everything. And they don't have the capacity to take the right amount of time to execute it well. Or sometimes they just don't have the desire or the interest to explore that part of the planning world. And look, I get it. And that's why God invented people like Kelly. In 2022, Kelly was named hot 100 insurance professionals by insurance business America and top 10 women of distinction in insurance by success pictures. She's also an instructor for the CLTC training program. So long story short, she knows her stuff. And we're going to talk today about how you can leverage someone like Kelly. So not even just Kelly, but someone like her. And there's going to be a million people who kind of fit that category, but to help you really just close the gap in those areas of planning that you're just not into for whatever reason. So let's dive in. Okay. But before I dig into this interview and let it roll, I just want to tell you about a new resource I found for you. You know, my friend, Stephen Jarvis of retirement tax services, he was on episode number 40 called tax returns, what to actually do with them to add value. And he was also on episode number 112, how to help your clients not get killed on taxes. So you might remember his 37 point checklist, and he's got a new resource that looks super, super cool. And I want to share it with you guys really quick, because I think it's a great tool. And like I said in the intro, my big objective is to be a resource for you guys where you can come and find good things. So what we're talking about today is Stephen is offering a guide to getting the IRS form 8606 right. So for all of you that are doing recommendations surrounding backdoor Roth conversions, what Stephen says is that every year their team helps taxpayers correct backdoor Roth contributions that got screwed up. So all of that work that you're doing for clients by coming up with this clever strategy, making the recommendations, filling out all the paperwork, helping them do all the things is literally doing nothing if it's not filed correctly. So Stephen has created a resource for you to do that last step, right? That that part that makes you an indispensable advisor, the follow-up. So you can actually take your client's tax return and know exactly what to look for to make sure that it got executed correctly, which I think is pretty cool. 
So this guide has five questions that you are to be asking yourself, your client, and to be asking of the tax return every time you do a backdoor Roth. And then it's got a step-by-step guide to exactly what to look for on what line of the 1040. So it's super cool. Like it gives you exactly like, hey, go to line 11. Okay, now look at line 20. Now look at line you know, one and three and five of this area. It, it's really neat and it kind of walks you through making sure that the backdoor Roth was done correctly so that all of that hard work actually pays off for your client and does what the original recommendation was supposed to do. And it's on sale. Uh, It's 50% off right now. So I've got a link for that in the show notes for you guys. And I linked it out in the Efficient Advisor community. There was a thread someone started about Roth conversions and how they're getting jacked up. So you can also check that out as well. All right. So with that out of the way, I just wanted to make sure I shared that with you and I know you all are busy. So waiting till the very end of the episode to share something like that, I know often gets lost in the shuffle of your commute or your run or whatever it is that you're doing while you're listening. So I see this fitting in as part of your process. Whenever you recommend a backdoor Roth, having part of your process being the following year after your client has filed making sure running through this checklist, asking these five questions, looking at all the right lines on the 1040. I love this idea. And right now, like I said, it's 43 bucks. So it's half off the normal price and it's a super cheap, easy resource for you that could make a big, big, big difference for a lot of your clients. All right. So let's roll the interview with Kelly. Kelly, I'm so glad you're here. I love when one of the kind of the things that I have a huge heart for when I think about the efficient advisor and what we're trying to do is really be a hub of resources for advisors. So I get really, really excited whenever I come across someone like you that has a service or a product or a software or something that I can really get excited about that I know will help advisors. So I'm really, I'm really pumped to dig into this conversation today because I think what you do is really important. And I've already seen the need pop up with several of the advisors that I work with, and I'm excited for you to be a resource for them. So thank you so much for being here and just being willing to share and having a heart for, for this financial advisory community. Libby, I'm thrilled to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Well, so in the intro, I shared a little bit about you, but kind of tell us what your origin story is, if you will, and kind of how you fell into the long-term care place. (laughs) Um, Sometimes I get this question and I laugh because um, it can kind of seem like an odd fit. Like if someone knows me, they might think like, Kelly, why on earth are you in like the long-term care industry? It's just a little bit odd for a person like, around your age, I'm almost 40, um, to, to be in the long-term care world. So really the answer, Libby, is personal experience. Mm-hmm. All of my grandparents needed care. No one had a plan. No one had insurance. It was super difficult. I was a caregiver to one of my mamas for a couple of years, part-time. And so I saw and experienced firsthand just the difficulties that encompassed what it means if a loved one needs care. Fast forward many years, uh, my husband and I started our insurance agency, Steadfast Insurance, and I actually was just providing life insurance to clients. I had a conversation just shortly after we started our business with a client and mentor of mine who was 60, and she said, Kelly, 
Dave Ramsey told me that I need to look into long-term care insurance because I'm 60 now. Can you help? Um, which I laugh about that because of a lot of reasons, but I don't agree with the age 60, number one. No, and two, like, <laughs> I think a lot of people hear that and are like, oh yeah, I've heard that before. Um, but anyway, at that point, Libby, I knew very little about long-term care insurance, but it really intrigues me because I didn't realize there were solutions available in the marketplace. And so for me, that was my aha moment where I thought, you know what? I think this is what God wants me to do. I think this is my this is my thing, right? Like this is where I need to be. And so I dove super deep and um when I get passionate about something and obsessed with something, I go all in. And that's exactly what I've done with LTC. So I did get uh, my designation with CLTC just shortly after that certification for long-term care, which we'll talk about later. And um, just really tried to read as much as I could on not just the insurance, but even in long-term care planning, like how can we best help families be prepared for the future? And so that's why I do what I do, Libby. And I absolutely love it. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Are you looking to start your own podcast but don't know where to begin? Look no further than the schoolofpodcasting.com. Our comprehensive online courses and one-on-one coaching will teach you everything you need to know from equipment and editing to marketing and monetization. At the schoolofpodcasting.com, you'll be creating high-quality, engaging content in no time. Say goodbye to frustration and uncertainty and hello to the community at the school of podcasting.com. Yay. I love it. And I always love when God makes it like abundantly clear when something's yeah. supposed to happen. Cause I'm always like, yeah. I really don't need like small, I need smoke signals. I need right. like a very clear and, and then it's fun because you can get so excited about it. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's talk about I work with a lot of advisors and a lot of advisors that listen to the show come from all walks of life, right? So we've got advisors who do planning and AUM business and insurance. Mm -hmm. We've got other advisors who are fee only, um, kind of the whole gamut of boutique to broker dealer to all the things. So I think for me, I know for me, long-term care planning was a really integral part of our practice and something Mm -hmm. that same situation. I was two for four in grandparents in facilities and just Mm. saw the, the juxtaposition of the two experiences, yeah. um, and what that looked like one with help and coverage and one without. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I'd love for you just to kind of share, like when you say long-term care planning, mm-hmm. what, what do you do? What does that mean to you? When you say that, what does that look like for advisors who maybe kind of are like, oh, is long-term care planning, like long-term care insurance or right. is, like, how do you kind of describe it? Yeah. So let's first define what long-term care is. Okay. When most people hear the words long-term care, what do you think most people think? Nursing home. Yes. Right. Like number one <laughs> answer I get when I ask right. that question is nursing home or expensive or hard, like all of those things, generally, that's what people think of. When I'm talking to clients, I try to reframe the conversation. Long-term care can mean those things, but another really phrase for long-term care is extended care. And that means if you need help throughout the day physically or you need supervision due to a cognitive impairment, that's long-term care. 
Okay. We talk about activities of daily living in my industry. And if anybody has sold long-term care insurance before, they're familiar with these activities of daily living because it's a trigger. They're triggers to, to receive benefits. So what are activities of daily living? Things we do every day, we often don't even think about. Transferring, toileting, bathing, dressing, eating, and continence, right? Things we we get up in the morning, we get dressed, we get ourselves ready, we eat breakfast, all those things. So if we need help with those, and specifically in order to trigger benefits in a qualified contract, you need help with two out of six of those activities of daily living, right? Right. Or if you have a cognitive impairment, if you have Alzheimer's, dementia, Parkinson's, and you need supervision to keep yourself safe and others around you safe, that's long-term care, okay? And your expected need of care is more than 90 days. That's signifying, okay, this is a longer-term event. This is not short-term. So that's really what long-term care is. It's extended care, needing assistance throughout the day. It does not mean you're flat in your back in a hospital bed. You know, nursing home is the last Mm -hmm. place most people end up and want to be. So like get that nursing home vision out of your head because it can be that, but it's often that's usually at the very, very end, if ever. So home care, that's where most people want to receive care and do receive care. That's where we can receive care, right? At home, in assisted living, in a family member's home, adult daycare, and then also nursing home. But it's, do I need help throughout the day? So that's what I think of when I think of long-term care. Long-term care planning is a a different subject to long-term care insurance. Obviously, they're related. Every person over the age of 50, in my opinion, needs a plan for extended care. I didn't say everybody needs insurance. Everyone over the age of 50 needs a plan. And that basic plan, Libby, is who's going to provide care, where do I want to receive care, and how am I going to pay for care? A policy steps in and helps to pay for that care. Is it going to pay for all of your care? Maybe, maybe not, right? Depending on how much care you need, how big your policy is. But the idea is we have a written plan. We've discussed it with our family. We have an idea of what's going to happen if and when I need help. So we're not crisis planning because that's the last thing we want to do, right? Mm-hmm. Crisis planning is not planning. It's, it's crisis. It's reacting. We're not being proactive. So we want to be proactive in our approach. So it's really important. The long-term care planning process is about protecting family and protecting finances, both. Okay. Financially, it's expensive. We know that. We know it can derail a financial plan if you need care, especially for a long period of time. But just as important, we want to protect our family from consequences, from physical, mental, emotional, and financial consequences. So how do we do that? How do we minimize those? We have a plan. Yeah. We okay. Have a plan. So I love this. And I know for me, when we would talk about long-term care planning with clients, it was always one of those topics that was, it felt always very polarizing, right? Like people mm. either had had, it was kind of the similar thing that we're talking about. Like they'd had an experience with someone that they know, and they saw the impact and they were like, absolutely. We need long-term care. Yeah. And then there are those people who haven't had the experience and they're kind of like, well, you know, ah, just put me in the home. I don't care if I spend all of my <laughs> right. money or my kids will take care of it. Like they just kind of had this like laissez-faire attitude or not really like a, um, like a strong, oh, I can see how that would even like showing graphs and charts and here's sure. how it'll impact your plan. So how do you 
So for advisors listening, like what are some really tactical things that you do, or how do you talk about long-term care planning with the clients that you're working with and like kind of what like super tactical tips work for for you to effectively communicate that? Yeah. Well, I think first we want to be proactive and not reactive in these planning conversations. Mm -hmm. So don't wait for clients to come to you with the express desire of, oh, I need, I need to figure out a plan. I want insurance. I want to be able to pay for care. Advisors need to be proactive. Bring up the subject of planning for care with your clients. Okay. You are going to set yourself apart that way, and they're going to see that you care about them and that this is a part of your whole financial plan, and you need to solve this piece of the puzzle. So one thing that I talk about with my clients and advisors is this base baseline idea of no retirement plan is complete without a plan for long-term care, okay? We talk about that basic plan, right? The who, the where, the how are we going to pay for it? When we talk about what are the entry points into that conversation, how do we bring that up? Typically, it's done at annual reviews, right? You're you're talking with your clients about their, their portfolio and their financial plan. How is everything going? Well, in that annual review, there's really two main approaches. One, asking them, do you have personal experience, right? Do you have any family members, any close friends that have needed care, that have needed help as they aged or all of a sudden, you know, if they say yes, okay, well then there's probably that very clear, vivid memories of what that was like. Don't be afraid to dig in and ask, you know, were you involved in that process? Did you help provide care? Did you supervise care? Did you coordinate care? You know, how did that affect you and your family? What would, tell me about that. What was your experience? Clients can often open up a lot about that and and, uh, become vulnerable. Sometimes it's really hard to talk about, but if you come from a place of care, which I think most advisors do, um, and and being authentic, that they will open up to you. Um, So personal experience. If they don't have personal experience, okay, do you have longevity in your family? Mm -hmm. You know, do you have, are your parents still living? Um, Are your grandparents still living? How old were they when they passed? Do we have people living into their 80s, 90s, or even 100s? If so, okay, we know that if there is a care situation, then that certainly can derail the financial plan and be hard in the family. So we want to come up with a plan to, again, minimize and mitigate these consequences. As as far as the longevity goes, you can also ask, you know, do you expect to live into your 80s, 90s, or 100? I think almost everyone's probably going to say yes. I've never actually had a client tell me no, except I will take that back. I think my dad said no. And I was like, really, dad? Really? Okay. (laughs) Um, But, you know, and that was a whole nother conversation. We went down a rabbit hole. But, you know, you ask clients, okay, if you do think you're going to live into your 80s, 90s, or 100, is it reasonable to assume you might need some help along the way? Just due to the fragility of aging, right? We lose mobility, strength, balance. I think it's reasonable to assume you might need some help. So if you do, what's the plan? Who's going to provide care? Where are we going to receive care? How are we going to pay for the care? So those are really two main approaches. If you have a single person, they don't have family, you know, they don't have any informal unpaid caregivers to rely on, right? No spouse, maybe no adult kids or at least nearby. So what are they going to do? 
they have to hire professionals. Well, how are we going to pay those professionals? We need to have a way to efficiently pay for this care. Okay. And I say efficient because that matters. We want leverage. That's what insurance does, right? It provides leverage and guarantees. So I'd say those are really two, two big ways to enter that conversation, Libby. And then focusing on not the risk of needing care because at the end of the day, we can't help in that area, right? Like we can encourage our clients to take care of themselves, to eat well, to exercise, to do all the right things. But at the end of the day, we can't control whether or not someone needs help, right? Like I said, just due to the fragility of aging, it it just might happen. So we want to focus on those consequences, the physical, mental, emotional, financial consequences. This could be a very, this could be a reality. So how do we take care of that? How do we reduce that? Coming up with a plan, that's going to be a way to help. Um, also communicating to clients, listen, assets do not pay for care. Income does. What income are we going to use to pay for care? If you have $5 million of assets, great. You got to convert those assets to income. What are the tax consequences there, Right. What does, if you have a policy in place, what does it do? Well, we've got the leverage, right? That's what you do. You you put in a dollar, you get a multiple of dollars back. You're avoiding tax consequences, so you don't necessarily have to convert assets to income. You need to be be mindful if you're self-funding. What's the market doing, right? Like if the market's down and you're pulling five to $10,000 out per month, yikes, right? Like that, that is trouble. Uh, policy is also going to provide tax advantages, right? We have tax-free benefits with policies. And then we've got those guarantees and predictability, knowing we have X amount of dollars, you know, in five years, 10 years, 20 years down the road. That way it really frees up the advisor to be able to invest in ways that maybe they wouldn't have if they didn't have these guarantees already in place. Uh, I would say also policies, they, it's a dedicated bucket of money, right? We we know we've got this, this amount over here ready to pay for care, reducing those consequences. And then a couple other things that I think are really important, Libby, when we're talking specifically about a policy, professional services and other benefits. So if you're self-funding, you don't have built-in care coordination, caregiver training, respite care, bed reservation, home modifications. All of these added benefits that are typically in policies and resources ready for the family, right? I mean, you've been through it with your grandparents. I was with my grandparents. The care coordination in of itself, that's a lot. That's hard work, right? Even figuring out like where, who do we turn to? Like what home care agency, what community, what facilities are reputable, like what what's the plan of care? How much care does mom and dad do mom and dad need? Like those are a lot of things to figure out. Well, when you have a policy and you've got care coordination, guess what? These professionals are coming in and they're going to help with that. They're going to help give you guidance and recommendations. So, so many things to consider in a policy, you know, in addition, we've got the liquidity, we're staying in control of our care options and we're protecting our legacy. And I don't know anybody that doesn't want to protect their legacy, whether that's financial legacy, um, emotional, spiritual, right? There's lots of different legacies that we want to leave. And I think everybody wants to protect their legacy. So um, that was, I think, a lot lot to consume there, Come, maybe drinking from a fire hose. But that's really how I approach the conversation, Libby. 
Yeah, no, I love it. You give a lot of very specific questions, very specific things to talk about, think about with clients. So I know a lot of advisors and I mentioned at the top of the episode that I'm excited because you help advisors, right? Mm -hmm. And so far we've been talking about how you interact with clients. So for the advisor, that's just kind of like, I don't love it. This is not my passion point. I love taxes. I love asset management. I love all the things. Will you just, or for even advisors that do know that long-term care is an important part and they want, but they just want to just tell us about what it is that you do and how you help advisors. I'm going to stop. I'm like, I'm like, I don't want to tell everybody. I want you to tell your story. (laughs) So there's a variety of ways that I can help. So if you have an advisor that does want to be involved in the process and is insurance licensed, we can partner together and do joint field work. So I will share commission and I will be there guiding through that process. Okay. I start with the very first thing I do is I health pre-screen first. I health pre-screen the client. This is so important. Okay. If you are not health pre-screening first and you're blindly submitting applications, you're setting yourself and your client up for failure. So because we know health and medical history and family history are so important, I do this first. I've got an easy online application. Clients fill out. The answers come directly to me. I review it with my underwriters. If I have any questions, I go back to the client, talk to them, um, get some answers to be able to see if we're insurable. If if we're not insurable, then I'm not going to waste anybody's time right? I, I, we don't need to have meetings if we don't have insurability or if there's a postpone, you know, mm-hmm. if we just, if we need to wait three months because we just had a med change. So I, I pre-screen, I then will lead an educational meeting where we talk about, I do all my fact finding, right? Why are we here? Do we have family history? Um, you know, what's important to you? What are your finances? What's your family situation to be able to be- offer best recommendations And then I will lead a quote review meeting after I've run quotes and come up with recommendations. And then, but before that, I will talk to the advisor and say, hey, these are my recommendations. Go ahead and put this in, you know, whatever you use to run, uh, to run your plans, whatever software you use to see if this will work in the financial plan. If we need to tweak it, we can tweak it, right? Okay, great. I've got these numbers. I create a one page summary. We're going to look at that one-page summary in a in a quote review meeting, and I'm going to explain the pros and the cons and the differences if we've got multiple options. Um, and then I'm going to submit the application, and I'm going to give case management updates, and I'm going to do the policy delivery. Okay, so that's the general process. So if we've got an insurance licensed um, advisor that wants to partner, I'm going to do the heavy lifting. We're going to be on the app. We're going to share. Okay. If I've got an advisor that just wants is insurance licensed, but just wants to refer, I give a small referral commission um, for that. And then if I've got an advisor that just, you know, no, Kelly, you just handle it, please. I don't want to be involved at all. Just let me know when the policy is in place. Okay. No problem. You know, it's a simple e-introduction. I'll take it from there and I'll handle it. Although I do go back to the advisor and say, Hey, these are my recommendations. Can you also just run it in your software to make sure this is gonna how this is gonna fit in your financial plan? Because um, obviously, I want it. I want it to be a good fit. So yeah, those are the ways that I help advisors. I also can do webinars for advisors. So if you've got a group of clients that you want to invite to a Zoom meeting, you know, I can give a presentation and talk about you know what long term care is, the importance of planning, what the long-term care insurance process looks like, all that good stuff. So, um, you know, there's a variety of ways that I can help. Hey, you. Yeah, you listening. Do you like personal finance or real estate? 
Are you itching to build wealth and create a better life for yourself or your family? Then you need to come check out the Life, Money, and More podcast with real estate agent, YouTuber, and actor Sage Weiss. This isn't your average finance show. We dive deep and do not sugarcoat topics around money and life. The Life, Money, and More podcast releases two episodes a week just for you because we're all about helping you win in this crazy world we live in. Come join the thousands of listeners on the Life, Money, and More podcast. Yeah. Okay. So I love it. So I hear you say, I hear you saying like, Hey, for advisors that like maybe closing long-term care is in their sweet spot and they want somebody mm-hmm. who does it all day, every day, and is extremely skilled at it. High close rate knows what she's doing. Mm-hmm. I'll come alongside you and we'll do it together. And I love that because there's something about a third party dynamic. And mm-hmm. I used to do this all the time in my business. I'd bring, you know, experts into the room Sure. and it puts you on the same side of the table as your clients. And we're kind of looking at you and saying, Kelly, do we like this, Kelly? Do we agree with what she's saying? Right. Yes. I think Kelly makes a lot of sense here. I do, but here's how it fits into your plan. And it puts the advisor kind of on the same side of the table as their yeah. clients. And I love that. And they get to be part of the whole process. Then yeah. there are so many advisors who are like, yeah, I'd rather just somebody else take right. care of it for me. <laughs> yeah. Just give me a little chunk. I love that. Right. And then there's advisors that just, Hey, you take it and you run with it and you do all the things and just let me know. I want them to have this type of planning in place, but that's just, I don't even want to be, I don't want to be involved at all. Cause that's not right. Bread and butter. Great. Great. So I think that's a really cool, um, a really cool service that you provide. And I think about, we talk a lot about planning and themes and how to go deep on specific topics with clients. And I think this is really a cool opportunity for advisors to, um, build out a theme in their practice for like, let's say, for example, what I mean by theme. So like, let's say 2024, the first half of the year, instead of just doing like the good old fashioned plan update, Mm. coming at the plan update with a specific lens that we want to look at, look at it through. So, Hey, like 2024, first half of the year, we're going to look at all of our clients plans through the lens of a long-term care event. And whether that's clients who are in their forties that we're wanting to educate and start the education process about long-term care. Um, and what that looks like. So they're not surprised when we look right. at it for them as a, you know, Hey, this is part of the the deal. It helps start building their education and acumen. Yes. And then there's this idea, you know, of the folks who are in there like 45 to 55 and they're like, okay, we need to start thinking about applying and actually looking at this and then refreshing for people who've already maybe been through this process saying, Hey, this is the plan that we established 10 mm-hmm. years ago, five years ago, whatever. Here's how it looks now. Uh, so I can see this being a really good, so for advisors out there who are looking for, Hey, what are my themes going to be for 2024 or 2025? How can I partner with somebody like Kelly to look at all of these? It, Cause that's the daunting part, right? Then you're thinking, yeah. okay, I have all these clients. I want to look at through this lens. There's going to mm-hmm. be a big old chunk of them that need to have this conversation and go through this process. And I just don't have the time, space or capacity to do that. Right. Bringing in someone like you to run alongside them and help them be able to execute a theme like that, I think is just a really cool way of, of looking at long-term care and, and kind of what you do. Right. And, and my goal Libby is, is to be that advocate and that guide for them, right? Cause they're not doing this day in and day out and they don't know all the options and the, you know, all the facets of the policy and what writers and what are we considering and the health insurability, all these things, right? I mean, there's a lot to consider. There really are, So I want to make it easier on them and to really enhance the client experience 
improve placement rates. You know, we want to uh, decrease the declines. Uh, nobody likes getting declines and, and really just to take um, some time off their plates and some, some pressure off their plates, because this is a big part of the financial plan for a financial plan to be successful is what if that long-term care event happens? How is that going to affect the plan? We need to solve that piece of the puzzle. And I liked how you said, you know, depending on where your client is at, like maybe they're in their forties and we're not quite ready to execute that plan yet, but advisors really need to be planting seeds with clients, right? Okay. We're not ready yet, but this is a piece of the puzzle that we need to solve. And so once we get there, you know, we're going to be ready and we're going to have a plan. But until then, I just, I want, we're planting seeds. We're getting them comfortable and used to the idea of this is something that we're going to address. That way, when you're ready to execute it and actually, you know, get down to it, they've heard this before and they're not surprised and there's not that pushback. So yeah, I think, I think that's really important, Libby. Yeah. So we used to tell people like, Hey, by the time you're 45, we're going to either like, you can be on the fence about long-term care till then at mm-hmm. 45, mm-hmm. you have to pick your side, whether that's insurance or self-insure or, mm-hmm. you know, hybrid or some sort of in between option, but we need to have your plan by 45. So that way, should something happen and yeah. someone comes to me, we say, Hey, this is what they decide versus mm-hmm. the decision being made for you, whether that's not necessarily like an event happening at 45, but something health-wise that would then that's it you from getting the coverage. That's just it because so yeah. many things can preclude you from coverage. And so yeah, yeah, you got to be in good enough health, right. right? In order to get that coverage. And when do people often have these health issues pop up? You know, it could be in their mid forties. It could be um, late forties, fifties. Uh, certainly by the time you're 60, there's probably at least a couple of things you're dealing with at that time. That's just normal. That's just pretty typical for people. So the sooner, the better that you can start talking to your clients about this. And the sooner and the sooner and healthier they are, like the younger and healthier they are, the less expensive it's going to be and the more options they're going to have. Yes. Right? I just had a moment too, as we're, as you were talking, thinking, oh my gosh, I'm 41. Like I would be having this conversation as an advisor with myself now. And I just, now all of a sudden I feel very, very old. Um. <laughs> These are things we need to consider, Libby. I'm right. I'm not far behind you. So I get like, it. In my mind, yep. I still think I'm like a mom to young children. Yes. You know, I'm always like, oh, I like a young advisor mom. And now right. I'm like, oh, actually they're eight inches taller than me. And they should yeah. like, that's like, <laughs> they're not little kids anymore. Right. So. Right. Uh, right. What- kind of is the general theme that you see right now for people who are interested in long-term care or like, what are the common like objections? Like what is sort of the, the, the vibe or the, or the pulse for long-term care now? Yeah. So let's talk about like some of the trends that I'm seeing in the long-term care industry. I think that is pretty applicable here. So carriers continue to come out with all kinds of creative solutions to address the need for long-term care protection. So, you know, we've had for a long time, many years, traditional long-term care insurance, right? This has been around for decades. It has evolved and changed with fewer carriers. We still have strong carriers, strong contracts in place um, available in traditional. I do sell traditional. I love traditional policies. There's so much value there. We also have hybrid linked benefit policies that have an extension of benefits. So beyond the death benefit, we've got extra coverage on life insurance chassis, okay? And we actually just have a carrier that came out just in June with a joint hybrid policy with cash benefits. 
So this is a first of its kind. Okay. We've, we already have a joint um, hybrid contract that has reimbursement, but now we have cash. So that's, that's something new. We also have hybrid linked benefit policies that have an extension of benefits on annuity chassis. So that's available. Uh, there's also long-term care riders that are on permanent life policies where you're just accelerating that death benefit. So there's no you know, additional benefits beyond that. There are chronic illness riders with upfront charges, chronic illness riders with charges at acceleration. We have short-term care policies. Um, we have home care plans. They're actually service contracts and not insurance. And then coming soon, we even have an immediate annuity to pay for care if you already need care. So there's just like a gamut of solutions that we have available for clients today. I, in my opinion, this is like the best time to buy coverage because we do have so many solutions available. Um, aside from that, I think I think it's important to say that of all the products that are sold, more combination products are sold than any others. And by combination, I mean where you've got like, you know, life insurance and long-term care coverage. But the combination products that are sold, Libby, are mostly chronic illness riders, okay? And typically, a lot of times, these are people that don't necessarily have like long-term care training. So we see like a lot of life agents that are like throwing a chronic illness rider on and be like, oh, you've got long-term care coverage, you're good. Okay, that's that's not the case. So it's interesting because those chronic illness riders, they're they're not, and I should say there's upfront and at acceleration, right? Those riders are not considered tax qualified by the Internal Revenue Code 7702B riders. Okay. They don't follow strict state LTC insurance and federal federal HIPAA 7702B tax qualified regulation language. Instead, they are what we call 101G riders, and they're not allowed to be marketed as coverage for LTC. They don't have that explicit state or federal language, okay? The, the, the definition of chronic illness is really determined by the carrier or the contract language. So, and, and those, again, like I said, those agents don't need to have long-term care specific continuing ed. So I think many people that have those policies might be a misunderstanding what they have. Like they may, may have an yeah. assumption like, I've got long-term care coverage. I've got meaningful policy. That might not be the case. So if you have clients that have a chronic illness writer, you need to look at that contract language. Like how can they access benefits? Is it a discounted at the time of claim? Or do we know what those benefits are going to be up front? Really, really important. Okay. Um, another thing that's going on in our industry, I feel like now there's a larger public awareness of long-term long-term care planning than any other time. And that is due to Washington Cares Fund. Have you heard of this? Yes. Washington State, right? Yes. They are the first state long-term care payroll tax, first of its kind in the United States. All workers have to pay 0.58% of all their wages with no cap on income, and it goes into a fund to pay for long-term care. Money is withheld by the employers, and it's mandatory for all these W-2 employees to actually pay into it. The max benefits on these, Libby, $36,500. That's not a lot of coverage, right? Um, these, These... Washington residents were able to opt out of this program if they were either self-employed 
or if they had a private long-term care insurance policy before November 1st, 2021. Um, and actually they're supposed to begin collecting benefits really soon. So that alone has sparked awareness of the importance of planning. Okay. Um, I, I helped some clients actually get policies that were in Washington so that they could opt out of this program. And guess what? They got meaningful coverage, Yes, <laughs> you know, like robust benefits and not just, oh, Amir, you know, $36,500 worth of benefits. So I think that's interesting. So that's brought some awareness and we do have like, there's three other States right now, California, New York, and Pennsylvania that have filing started related to long-term care. Um, there's a lot of complexity around it and like the cost to fund a state run LTC program. Like they're trying to figure that out. So I wouldn't expect the legislative process to be quick. Like it could take <laughs> years for a program, you know, to be in place in those States, but that is happening. And I do believe more States will continue to look at this. So it is a kind of like a conversation starter that you can even have with your clients, but it's not a reason to like, oh, I'm going to get a policy to opt out of the program. No, I mean, you need a you need a policy. You need a plan to protect your family and finances. But the idea behind that program might like kind of give you a nudge on, oh, yeah, this is important. I do need a plan. Are you interested in small businesses? My name is David C. Barnett, and I've been podcasting and producing YouTube videos about buying, selling, financing, and managing small and medium-sized businesses for almost 10 years. I'm a former business broker and have owned and operated several businesses, and I've been advising business owners since the 1990s. Each week, I create a new podcast which answers one of your questions, and I've always got amazing, exciting guests. You can find me on YouTube by going to smallbusinessanddealmakingpodcast.com or just search David Barnett's Small Business in any podcasting app to find me. I look forward to seeing you around. Yeah, I mean, you think about taking that off of what you would pay for a long-term care premium. Right. You know, on your income for the rest of your working years. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so what I heard in that last like, you know, stream of conscious that you shared with us was <laughs> even just in the few short years that I've been out of the game and selling long-term care. I'm like, there's like a 7042 GB darling. <laughs> I'm out. I just want Kelly to come help me do my stuff. Like I like there's stuff. I mean, there's just so much for planners to know about everything. And I think there is. there's always yeah. a new, um, there's always a new act of some kind. We've got secure right. this, we've got that, like, and there's so much to keep on top of and educate clients and it's really hard for anybody to be thorough in yeah. every single facet of planning. So mm-hmm. I personally am grateful for the kind of work that you do because yeah, I, I'm like listening to you going, yeah, I'm out. I'd like to just have, <laughs> just like to have Kelly come explain all that to my clients and I can just sit there and smile and, yeah. and go, yeah, she sounds like that's a great idea. You should get that. <laughs> and obviously I don't go into that kind of detail with clients because that would really be over their heads, right? Like you throw in 7702B, 101G, like they're like, what is she talking about? No, no, no. Yeah. Like, but advisors need to be aware of there's different contract language, you know, what that language says matters. Like, yeah, how do you, you receive benefits as an advisor right. it's hard to educate and like help? Like for me, that makes me nervous. Cause I'm like, okay, how do I know I'm picking the right pot? Like, I don't want to yeah. put someone in a $10,000 a year premium policy and then turn out like, oh, I should have done this or I could have sure. done it that way. And that would have been better for them long-term and their families. So yeah, I think that's really, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, I'm out. That's a lot. Okay. <laughs> 
knows her stuff. I'm good. (laughs) Well, before we wrap up here, is there anything else that you feel like, like you just want to make sure that you say to advisors who are wanting to do more long-term care planning? Is there anything else that you think would be kind of the cherry on top? Yeah, for sure. So, you know, in addition to what I've shared, obviously, if you want to reach out to me, I'm happy to have a conversation to see if we might be a good fit. Um, and if you don't, you know, there are other things that you can do to equip yourself to be able to have conversations with clients and to be able to help them plan for long-term care if you want to do this on your own. So in addition to my business, I'm also an instructor for the CLTC, the Certification for Long-Term Care. Okay, this is a designation that you get if you complete their master class of 16 hours. And what the CLTC training program does is it educates advisors and and really other financial service professionals about the consequences of of a need for care over an extended period would have. And the goal is really to give these professionals the proper skill set to discuss those consequences and offer a plan to let's mitigate those, right? And then when appropriate, recommend long-term care insurance as a funding source for that plan. So the CLTC has multiple classes available. The the first class is the master class that's been around the longest. That is what gets you that CLTC designation. And it's a 16 hour class that's usually split up over days and you do get CE for that. But it teaches you how long-term care relates to the financial plan um, that you create and really the um, overall as a planner, like what you need to consider. And it will like give you the confidence and competence to handle those conversations. And I will tell you, um, since I'm an instructor and I, I talk to CLTC, by listening to this episode, Libby, if you're... Um, advisors want to take that masterclass, they're going to give a discount. So it usually, yeah. So it's usually $1,280, but since you're listening to Libby's episode, they will give you a coupon code for 280. So it'll be a thousand dollars instead of 1280 use coupon code efficient advisor. Okay. That's a fun surprise. Yeah. Yeah. And then also in addition to the masterclass. So if you don't want to get that you know, that full designation, but you do want some verbiage and and just learn a little bit more about long-term care planning, we have the foundations class and that's a four-hour class. You get CE um, for those that don't want to specialize in it, but you want to hold that conversation with skill and, and really handle those. How do I handle these objectives that I, you know, receive from clients? I teach that class. I teach the foundations class. And I believe that's $3.99. And then coming soon, we've got another class coming out, Libby, which I actually just recorded the E version of. And I'll be teaching live um, virtual class as well. It's the product insider class. And I believe it's going to be six hours, but this is going to be, this is really fascinating. It's a thorough discussion on available products today. We talk about the differences, the similarities, the pros, the cons, and case studies um, about what products and solutions are available in the marketplace today. So I encourage advisors to, to check it out. You know, if you already have your CLTC, that's great. You could even check out the product insider class to really get a good understanding of, okay, what, what kind of product do I recommend? You know, I know they need coverage, but what, where do I start? What do I do? I think that class will really equip them. So yeah, that that's my shout out um, of get yourself some education so that you can educate your clients. And then um, as far as just planning in general, like make sure your clients have a plan, right? Yes. Like don't be afraid to bring it up. 
you you are doing them a, you are doing them a, a good thing by by bringing this to their attention even if it's uncomfortable you know um and if you don't want to have that conversation or if you need help in verbiage like how do i even bring this up kelly you know i can partner with you and and i can help you in that process even before you introduce them to me so that it becomes a little bit a little bit easier and less and less uncomfortable Yes. Well, it's super easy to see why you were named one of the top 10 women of distinction in insurance. So (laughs) (laughs) before we sign off, will you share as a business owner, as you know, I like to ask, ask my guests, okay, what are a couple, like one or two, whether it's mindset or tools or hacks, or just something that helps you as a business owner that helps you operate efficiently? Oh, I love this question. So I am a geek for like tools and tech um, my husband and I, like, you know, we're a small business and we don't have a like a big staff. So we have to be very efficient in our processes. And one thing that I use, which this is not going to be a surprise to probably anybody, but I've got um, a meeting booking tool and I use Calendly and I have it in my email signature. That's how my clients book appointments with me. It's so easy, right? Or if I have like a specific, like if I want a 30-minute meeting and not a 15-minute meeting, like I send them that specific link, like click here to schedule a meeting with me. So that is a must for me. Along with that, so I'm going to include this as my number one, Libby, I'm cheating, um, is Doodle. And Doodle allows me to schedule meetings with multiple people. It's basically like I can send out a poll of, okay, I offer some times, like maybe I offer like six different times and dates. And if, cause I often, you know, I'm coordinating means between advisors and clients. And if they don't have an admin to do that, then I'll send it out. But it allows us all to vote and come up with the best time amongst us. So we're not emailing back and forth like, wow. oh yeah, this works. No, this doesn't work for me. Oh, this works for me. Like, no, well, like just send the doodle poll. It's done. It's easy. Okay. Number two, and I'm using it right now, my adjustable standing desk. I absolutely love it. This is such a game changer for me. So my husband got this for me last year and I use it obviously every day that I'm working. Most days I'm standing as I'm working. Right now I'm sitting because we're we're doing this interview and I want to make sure I wasn't like all around and bebopping around. But um, I, you know, I, I just, I like, like to move. And even in the middle of the day, like, oh, I'm going to do a few squats. I do a few squats or leg lifts or whatever, right? Sure. Like just, just to kind of move and get the blood flowing a little bit. But um, yeah, those are my two like must-haves and like tools or um, things that are a must in my business. I love that. I'm going to, I'm going to have you send me the, the desk that you use and I will link it okay. in the show notes for people. Cause I, I have people all the time going, I, I should get, maybe I should get one of those. I seem like I sit down my butt all the time and I want to move around more. So we'll, we'll figure love out it. which one that if you love yours, we'll just, <laughs> there's no sense in figuring anything else. We'll just share it with the people. Okay. Well, thank you so much. If you would just share where people can find you, like, where do you hang out online? Yeah. So obviously our, our website and that's steadfast agents with an S.com. Um, also I'm on LinkedIn quite a bit in the summer. I've not been on quite as much Just schedules a little bit crazier, but, um, on LinkedIn and it's Kelly Augsburger. I'm sure you'll have the spelling it's, but it's with a P not a B, a P as in Paul. And, um, so yeah, you could DM me or connect with me there. And then I have a podcast as well. Steadfast care planning And I talk about like all things related to planning for long-term care and like challenges that older adults face. What can we do to be best prepared for the future and extended care? How can we live well? And so, yeah, you can check out my my podcast. I interview lots of interesting people and um, talk about not just insurance. Insurance is just a small piece of the puzzle. I talk about lots of different things. So those are ways you can find me and connect with me. 
Well, awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for doing what you do. Thank you for paying attention to all the rules and the regulations and all the new <laughs> products and services and things that make my head spin. So thank you for being here. And I love me a good Ohio girl. So yes, I'm really OH. glad that we've connected. I O girl. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Kelly. I will make sure I link everything in the show notes for people so that they know how to find you and how to partner with you and steadfast and all the good stuff that you're doing. Perfect. Thanks, Libby. Thanks for having me. Okay. She's fantastic. So kind of my big takeaways from this episode were really this idea that everyone over the age of 50 needs some sort of long-term care plan. So if you are truly offering comprehensive financial planning, this is something that could blow up all of the hard work that you've been doing. Um, and I loved how she phrased it as not wanting to just do crisis planning. So being proactive, whether that's insurance or not, or using somebody like Kelly, if this is just not your jam, to at least walk your clients through that exercise. Um, I also love this idea of being just proactive about it and really just bringing up the subject. I'm a huge, huge fan of you know, bringing the elephant in the room. So like when I started my business and I was 22, one of the first things I brought up with every single client was how young I was. And I figured I might as well just bring it up and address it and give them all of the facts about why, you know, I was still a great advisor for them, even though I was, you know, brand spanking new and super, you know, very clearly super duper young. So I love this idea of just being proactive, bringing up the subject, helping them walk their parents through it. And I love that she gave us some very specific questions to help kind of guide that discussion. So I am going to link everything in the show notes for you guys from Kelly. So steadfast agents, I'm going to give you her LinkedIn. I'm going to link her podcast. I'm going to link the desk that she uses, literally all of the things that we talked about. Oh, and she said something about, I'm going to get this from her to the link for if you want to take those classes, she's got the discount and I do not get compensated for this in any way, shape or form. So I just want to be clear that I was actually just surprised when she told me that there was some sort of discount that she could offer. So, Hey, if you want that LTC, C L let me try that one again. CLTC, CLTC. Yes. Thank you. CLTC, uh, certification. If you want to take the class and you want the discount, I will link that in the show notes for you as well. And at the top of the episode, I mentioned the, um, the guide to getting Roth conversions or backdoor Roth con contributions, right? So I'm going to link that from Stephen Jarvis and retirement tech services. I will get that loaded into the show notes for you guys as well, because it, again, it's a pretty cool resource and anything that you can have in your arsenal, it's another arrow in the quiver just to make you that awesome, indispensable advisors for your clients. So I hang out in the Efficient Advisor community over on Facebook. We've got about 1,700 advisors in there now who are just super awesome, posting questions, people sharing resources and answers. I'd love to have you join us. If you are new to the Efficient Advisor, welcome. I'm excited to have you. And also I hang out over on LinkedIn. So different content in the two places. So if you want to check out or link with me over on LinkedIn, I would love to have you as a friend. All right. Hope you guys have an amazing rest of your week.